At Woodside Bible Church, we gather each week to pursue God by studying His Word together. Thanks for tuning into our series, The Follower's Trail Guide, Navigating the Path of Jesus, where we're asking the question, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? As we walk through Jesus' farewell discourse to his followers in the book of John, we'll learn to follow in the steps of Christ as he marks out the way of discipleship for us. White Lake family, we are packed up and ready to go. Supplies have been secured. Research for the journey has already been done. And you have been equipped with everything you need. You ready? Try that again. Are you ready? All right. Are you ready to face the, the peaks and the valleys of what lies ahead? Are you ready for the opposition that will come, the trials that you will find on the journey? Are you ready to go? In the most pastoral way that I can, I want to affirm you this morning. In Jesus Christ, you are ready because you are equipped. Because of your faith in Jesus, believer, you are ready for the journey that lies ahead. Do I sound overly optimistic? Oh, it's going to be easy, right? I mean, it's just going to be smooth sailing along the way. No matter what happens, I am good. Do I sound a little bit naive? I mean, let's get real here. The journey that I'm talking about, neither one of us know the destination. The journey that I am talking about, we're not entirely sure who will be going along with us. The journey that I am talking about, we are not at all sure of what will happen along the way. Yet, as your pastor, I want you to know that I have just told you something that is true and that it is right, that in Christ you are equipped. You're equipped. You might say, wait a second, Pastor, what in the world is going on here? I, I don't understand this. I can't process all of this, all of the things that you're talking about and the journey ahead. We've been in this, this series for a long time, and it's about a journey, and, and I'm just not sure. Well, church family, if you believe Jesus' words, if you believe Jesus' words from the New Testament scriptures, then everything that I have just told you, that you are equipped in Christ, is true. It's true. For the journey ahead, you are equipped. If you're still feeling ill-equipped, you're still wondering if you have what it takes to persevere until the end, we are going to dig into God's word today a little bit more deeply and hear what he has to say to each and every one of us one more time. Before we do, though, let's pray together. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we quiet our hearts in this moment, God, as we have entered this place to worship you today. 
to sing songs that declare who you are, to sing songs that communicate our desire to worship you and our desire to walk in your ways. We have celebrated with the greats and with the Harveys as they have stood before us as a church family declaring their desire to raise both Owen and Witt in the ways of the gospel. And yet, God, we're a needy people. We're a people that even as I communicate those words, many of us here today are wondering, do I really have what it takes? I mean, really, am I equipped for the journey ahead? I'm not sure. So God, as men, women, and children are here today, God, would you open their hearts, would you open their minds to the truth of your word today? God, we submit to your word because it's truth. So open our eyes that we might see this truth today. Give us ears that are clear that we might hear this truth today. And then God, give us humble hearts before you that your spirit might work in us this truth, this reality. And we ask this humbly in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church family, for the past nine weeks, we've been journeying with Jesus along with his closest friends through something that we uh, commonly refer to in the church world as the farewell discourse. These are the final words that Jesus imparts to his followers. And if you're like anyone else who leaves, you depart from a group of people, apart from your family, a group of friends, you want to give some, some specific information. And that's what Jesus does. What he does here is he gives us some important, some critical, some key information. He gives specific details to us. And then he also gives us some action steps. He does all of that to equip you and equip me for the journey that lies ahead. But also, if you know the apostles... If you are like the apostles in any way, you probably feel ill-equipped to handle the ups and downs of what lies ahead. That's why when I asked that question, so many of you were like, well, maybe, kind of. Are you equipped? Mm. Church family, Jesus offers us some wise counsel today, and my hope is that it will encourage you and it will empower you. So let's grab our Bibles and turn to John's Gospel one more time. We're going to find that on page 903 in our ESV Bibles, 903. We're going to be looking at John chapter 16, picking it up at verse 25. Here's what Jesus says to his friends and to you and me. He said, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And in that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you. 
Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and I am now leaving the world and going to the Father. And his disciples says, ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. And Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own house, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone. The Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Clearly, Jesus wants his followers to agree. Wants his followers in this moment to agree by believing the truth of who he is and what he has done. That's the goal. So let's set the context. You guys know I love context. Let's set the context of why this matters. Jesus, the man who has lived a perfect life here on earth, and he's done so in the midst of these people, in the midst of his friends. The man who has preached powerfully about the kingdom of God. The one who has healed sickness and disease the one who has declared sinners forgiven, Jesus, the one who is now preparing to sacrifice and place his sinless body upon the hard wood of a cross to pay the penalty that you and I could not pay. It's this Jesus. It's this Jesus who is declaring his victory over sin and over death, and he's doing so through his pending resurrection. And you see, it is through this pending resurrection that we see victory. And it's through that victory that he speaks words of empowerment to his closest friends and to all who read this text. That's what we find here in God's word today. And so for 21st century believers like us, Jesus' words are hopeful. They're empowering. They're empowering in some real practical and tangible ways, and that's what we are going to see today. Specifically, three ways that Jesus actually resources us. He equips us, his followers, for the journey that lies ahead. He equips us. Let's dig into the first portion of our text to see what I mean. John chapter 16, we'll pick it up at verse 25. He said, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. For the hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Something's changing right there. For the Father himself loves you. 
Because you have loved me and you have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world and I am now leaving the world and I'm going to the Father. Jesus has once again told his friends, hey, I am soon to leave. I am soon to depart. No matter when you turn in this farewell discourse, repeatedly Jesus has kind of given hints to this along the path. Here he says it again one more time. And one more time, I'm going to point to the humanity of the apostles in this moment. This is the guy they've seen do all those amazing things. This is the man who's proclaimed the kingdom. You, you get a sense that they, they sort of know who he is. But now he says he's going to leave them. Imagine the confusion. Imagine the anxiety, imagine the the stress, imagine the questions that they must be feeling in this moment. Where, Where are you going? Why are you leaving us? What's going to happen to us? What are we supposed to do? We followed you faithfully and now you're leaving. We do not know what to do. Now, you and I have the whole Bible, so we can read ahead in the story. We know what the story says down the road. But put yourself in their shoes, and you and I would be asking the same type of questions. Where are you going? Why are you leaving? What, what, What do we do? Those are all real things to be processing. And yet, just like the apostles... Just like the apostles, you and I can take words of hope and encouragement from Jesus' words. Because what Jesus shares with them is their understanding that their heavenly Father and the connection with their heavenly Father would soon change. This is why in verses 26 and 27, he says, The hour is coming. He says, You will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you. What changed? And how is this change going to happen when Jesus is departing, when he is leaving? What Jesus is about to give his people is unhindered access to the Father. Unhindered access. On the cross, he would take away the sins of man. On the cross, he would remove all barriers between God and man. His act of sacrificial love would tear down that barrier would knock it down, that through faith we'll see the first of three resources that you and I are equipped with in Christ. We receive access. You and I receive access to the Father because of the victory of Jesus, because of the pending victory of Christ. Now, this access is the result of the new relationship Let me be clear, only Jesus provides. And it is only through the union with Jesus by faith that we have this access to God. When God sees us, he sees us linked with his beloved son, Jesus. So if you are in Christ today, you can take your requests directly to the Father. Best way that I can 
illustrate this is one of those all-access passes. How many of you ever had those to like a sporting event or a concert or something like that? That all-access pass hanging from your neck. I remember one of the first times I ever received one when I was working in the sports department at the NBC uh, station in Grand Rapids. I worked in the sports department, and my assignment on this day was to cover the home opener of the Detroit Tigers. Now, I've shared with you many times my love for the Tigers. So it's not hard to imagine how excited I would be in that moment when I had this all-access pass to all things Detroit Tigers. What this meant is that I got to go into the press box at Old Tiger Stadium. It meant that I got to go hang out in the really tiny dugout. I got to be on the field before the game. I got access to the clubhouse to interview the players after the game. I was in my early 20s and I thought that this was like the deal because I had all access. Friends, it's because of the work of Jesus on the cross that you have that kind of access. You have an all-access pass to the Father because of what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me on the cross. We now have access. Does that sound too good to be true? Does that sound too good to be true? Listen to the words of Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence, what do we have? Say it again. We have confidence to enter the holy places. How? By the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Christ, you and I have confidence to enter the holy places by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You see, men, women, children need a restored relationship with God, and that is exactly what we are provided. That's exactly what we are equipped with in Christ. Access. So believer, draw near to your heavenly Father because he loves you. He loves you. Now let's return to our text. Look at verse 29. And his disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. And yet I'm not alone. For the Father, the Father is with me. Did you guys hear the, uh, the apostles there? Hey, we got it. We understand. <laughs> and yet they didn't. <laughs> 
at least not completely. The apostles assume that they've been given full understanding and full insight in this moment, and yet Jesus quickly addresses them with the question, do you now believe? Pick up the sarcasm there just a little, okay? Do you now believe? Remember, Jesus has invested hours with these men, talking with them, teaching them, living with them, and yet now they're believing? Jesus knows that their understanding will come, and it will come in their moment of crisis. And that's when they'll be scattered and they'll betray and they will abandon him. And yet he is the one who will not betray nor abandon them. And he won't you or me either. And church, this gives us our second resource. The second way that we have been equipped when we receive clarity Believers receive clarity for the journey because of the victory that we have in Jesus. You see, what Jesus provides here is truth that should resonate with every single person here today because he was on his way to the cross in that moment. The cross is just a few hours in his future, and he made it known to his followers with great clarity that his mission included a painful death on a cross and that it was his union with the Father, it was his connection with the Father, and that Jesus has equipped his apostles and all who read this of what's to come. He says, I'm telling you what's to come. I'm telling you what's ahead. And so as we read this text some 2,000 years later, I hope that it will help each one of us return our head, return our hearts for just a moment to the cross. Because there's tremendous clarity of what Jesus accomplished on that cross. Forgiveness through salvation for all who have faith in Jesus. And his glorious bodily resurrection that would follow is what defeats death and defeats sin. Church, these are the things that should give you and I clarity and confidence in our hearts today. The truth of God's word. The reality of what Jesus said would happen. The reality of what we know did happen. But the question at its core is the same one that Jesus asked his friends. Do you believe? Do you see clearly of what Jesus Christ has done for you? Do you believe? Church, let's look back at our text now. Finish up with John 16, 33. He says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. For in the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Church, this shows the third and final resource that Jesus provides for his people. We receive peace. It's right there. Believers now have peace with God because of the victory of Jesus. He has equipped you with peace. Those final two verses in today's text, Jesus spells it out for all of us. 
He communicates the goal of it all. He said, I've said these things that you might have peace. All these things I'm communicating, all of these things that I'm telling you, all of the things that I've told you up to this point, I'm giving you this all so that you might have peace. Church, that's why our peace rests solely upon him. It doesn't matter what our circumstances are. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter if you're in a good place or if you're in a bad place. Peace in the life of the believer rests solely upon Christ. Solely upon Jesus. Because we can rest in his victory. The victory that he secured on the cross, that is our true and only source of peace. Jesus has accomplished it. Redemption has been applied through faith. It's Jesus. Some of you might be saying, but wait a second, there was that tricky word there right in the middle of that, uh, that text, Pastor. You're just kind of skipping right over that. That's convenient. Well, we're going to hit it right now, okay? Here we go. Buckle up. In the world, you will have tribulation. Whoa. Hold up a second. I thought we said Jesus was victorious. You keep talking about victory and he defeated sin and death. I thought he was the winner. He was victorious, and he is the winner. That's true. And yet, as he has done many times throughout the farewell discourse, Jesus is also honest about the journey. He says it is going to be tough. Temptations, they'll test you. Trials, they'll come. And yet in the face of those things, the believer can have true, deep, abiding peace because of Christ. Church, I want you to know this is not some sort of fairy tale ending. It's not sort of like that 30-minute sitcom that everything gets wrapped up in a little bow. Everything's perfect by the end of the story. The peace that believers experience is in the midst of losing a job. The peace that believers can experience is in the midst of a really difficult medical situation. The peace that believers experience is in the midst, in the face of, while you're working through marital struggles. It's in the midst of it because the peace that we're talking about has roots. It's a peace that rests upon something real. Jesus explains it as he concludes our text today. He says these words, I have overcome the world. Jesus has done it. And by your union with Christ through faith, you have overcome. You're equipped. Church, this is why I can stand before you. 
as we wrap up this series. This is why I can stand before you today and declare that if you are in Christ today, by faith, you've repented of your sin and you've believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been equipped with everything that you need for the journey. It's not Jesus plus your good works. It's not Jesus plus your faithful contributions. It's not Jesus plus your amazing biblical knowledge. It is wholly and entirely about Jesus. It's him. You see, Jesus and his victory provide you and me with everything we need to follow him. Everything. Amen. Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together. We would love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org connect to introduce yourself to us today.